Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're about to be joined by Undersecretary from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Bill Northey, uh, to talk about tariffs. And we might even be able to break some news that will affect farmers here in northwest Ohio based on the press conference the president uh, just had after a meeting with the European Union. But first, I want to play some comments from our governor, John Kasich, who was asked earlier today at the Ohio State Fair about the tariffs that are being imposed by the United States and by uh, some of our allied countries. I have been saying from the very beginning that the president's imposition of these tariffs uh, were based on a flimsy excuse to claim that our trading partners represented a national security risk was completely absurd. And now he's resorted to more uh, welfare, farm welfare. You know, farmers don't want aid, they want trade. That's what they want. And uh, this policy of having these tariffs just imposed in a way that in some respects was really insulting to our allies who have served with us in, in wars and have, have stood right next to our soldiers was absolutely ridiculous. But now it's been compounded by actually furthering the debt of this country, spending as much as $12 billion providing aid to make up for the damage that's been done by the continuing tariffs. First of all, it's nice to see Governor Kasich in Columbus instead of his office at Meet the Press. But the governor being asked about the uh, $12 billion bailout for farmers uh, in the midst of this trade war and tariff war. So we'll talk with Secretary Northey about that here this afternoon on WSBD. Uh, Mr. Secretary, good afternoon. Thanks for joining our show. Good afternoon, Scott. Good to be with you. You know, I was in uh, Washington, D.C. for most of last week for some meetings uh, with the FBI, which I won't get into. Uh, but I did have Friday. <laughs> He's going to think so bad of me now. Uh, on, on Friday, I had the day to myself to go around, and I was asking some people on Capitol Hill where I should go, what I should see. A lot of people said, go to the Bureau of Engraving, Treasury Department, DOJ, since I was meeting with the FBI anyway, White House, Capitol. Not one single person said I should visit the Department of Agriculture. You know, we're just quietly getting our work done here, just boring as can be, but uh, trying to help out producers and I guess not create enough controversy. <laughs> but uh, um, we're sure glad to welcome you anytime you come to town. We'd be glad to have you come. I, I, I'd love to see what you have. In fact, I'll be there again in a, in a few weeks. Uh, I noticed in your bio, okay. Mr. Secretary, that you went to Iowa State. You guys at, uh, at Iowa State stole uh, Matt Campbell from the Toledo Rockets a couple of years ago. We did, and we basically stole the rest of his staff, too. I mean, he brought the rest of the staff to Iowa State, and, man, can uh, they they coach football. Um, obviously, uh, uh, learned well there, and uh, certainly are doing a great job at Iowa State. We've still got Coach uh, Jason Campbell. I, I want to see uh, the University of Toledo play at Iowa State. I think that would be an amazing football game to watch. You know, that actually did happen, and that's one of the reasons we got Coach Campbell, I think, right. he, he made a trip to Iowa State and then then also beat Iowa State um, when Iowa State traveled there. And 
Um, I think at least opened his mind up where the, where the heck is Ames, Iowa. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's some football fans there. Uh, certainly there's even more football fans now that he's come to town and found a way to win some big football games. I can't, I can't imagine there's much else to do in Ames, Iowa. <laughs> well, there's a few things, but, you know, fall, uh, when football's on, there's not much else you should be doing but going to an Iowa State football game in Ames. So, uh, Mr. Secretary, we wanted to get your thoughts on, on what's happening with the tariffs and how it's affecting farmers here in the state of Ohio and southeast Michigan, especially here in Lucas and Wood County, where we've got uh, some huge soybean crops and, and a lot of other farmers and a lot of agriculture in our area that are being hurt by, by this trade war, uh, which apparently is doing so well that we have to bail them out with $12 billion. Uh, kind of explain what's happening with this. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a really tough situation on lots of different levels. We have some folks, um, you know, that, that have been buying some products from the U.S. Um, and then from time to time, certainly as you look at China, have been uh, not necessarily treating our products fair coming in. We, we still don't export corn to, uh, to China um, because they've been blocking it over some biotech uh, rules that they put in place, or we don't ship ethanol or, or distiller's grain. We do, still don't ship uh, poultry products after avian influenza from three years ago when every other country's opened up. And it was important to be able to challenge and make sure that uh, they um, take our products fairly uh, when when we put that challenge into place, then they react by uh, putting tariffs on our products uh, going into their market um, and uh, say it's in response to ours. We'd argue that uh, the best response would have been let's come to a table and talk about what's going on. And we can uh, talk about how that all played out. But in the midst, we got our farmers caught in the middle. So uh, we have farmers that uh, because of this, are seeing uh, likely less exports of, of soybeans uh, to China, some of our other products as well. We see some tariffs that will reduce our prices or at least our competitiveness against some of the other countries out there that are exporting to China and some of the other countries. So uh, this effort is to say uh, it's a short-term response to a, a tough short-term situation where we all believe we'll get back to a place where we're going to trade again uh, and be much more aggressive. We're, we're a great producing country, um, but it's tough to trade when you're trading against tariffs. And uh, this it, it recognizes how important agriculture trade is, uh, what the impact others have had, and how this is a bridge to that time when we can have better markets again. So it's an effort through a market facilitation program, helping producers maybe store crop for a little while or, or go ahead and market at lower prices, whatever they decide to do, buy a few uh, of the products that others are stopping going into their market, as well as that long-term effort of a trade promotion program that that allows some of our producers to uh, to help sell these products overseas uh, so that as things open back up again, uh, we'll have a chance to be able to increase our exports in the future. So how will this $12 billion be distributed? Who's eligible for it, and, and how is the government spending the money? Well, it's really in those three pieces. So the market facilitation program will come through uh, local farm service agency offices, that, uh, that service center that our farmers are familiar with. Uh, in that case, we're looking at... Uh, uh, soybeans, sorghum, corn, wheat, co uh, 
cotton uh, and dairy and pork producers. Um, these are all folks that, that uh, it's clear they have been hit uh, by uh, some of these trade barriers. Um, as we get a little closer to the launch of the program, which will be probably just after Labor Day, we'll have a chance to be able to really do some analysis and see what the, the final numbers should be and, and how much support there would be uh, for those grain products like corn and soybean producers in, in your part of the world. It would be their 2018 production uh, times some kind of factor that we figure out what the impact has been. Um, and uh, they would help um, by, or they would go ahead and decide whether they want to participate, uh, sh show their actual 2018 production, and we'll have some ways to be able to do that uh, fairly easily. And then um, there'd be a factor that would compensate for some of that impact on their markets, and that would be done uh, through their FSA offices, the, uh, the food purchase program. Uh, we do some food purchases now from time to time, uh, but this would more specifically address those products uh, that are building up some inventory because uh, China or others have quit buying them because uh, of the tariffs oh. or other restrictions that they put into place. And so that would be done through another part of USDA where they buy some of those products uh, into food banks or other uh, delivery systems. Mr. Secretary, I have no idea how uh, how much $12 billion will, how far that will go to, to help the, the, the trade imbalance. Is that enough money to, to aid farmers during this trade war, or is it is it just a drop in the bucket compared to what they're losing? Well, we all hope that, that uh, um, in the long term uh, that we get out of this thing pretty quick and we can get back to a full trade situation. So we'll see what things are like a month from now. But as we crunch those numbers right now, our USDA chief economist uh, has crunched those numbers and said we're seeing about that much impact to income uh, because of the tariffs. So right at that 10 to $12 billion. Is it time for, uh, for President Trump to reverse course on, on these tariffs that he has that instituted? We just heard Governor Kasich from Ohio say uh, that, that farmers want trade, not, not aid. And I'm, I'm old enough to remember when, uh, when Republicans used to vote against farm subsidies. Uh, e even even uh, Senator Portman from Ohio voted against sugar subsidies. So, you know, it, we've got 200,000 acres of, of soybeans being harvested, uh, harvested here in Lucas and Wood counties, uh, which is a pretty significant uh, crop size. Uh, but I, I think they would rather sell it at a, at a greater profit than what the, the government is able to, to pay and, and, uh, and make up for. You know, that's what we absolutely all are working towards, and we hope that that happens sooner rather than later. Uh, right now, we've not been able to ship corn uh, from your counties uh, over to China because of uh, trade restrictions uh, that the, uh, the Chinese have put on that corn. And in an effort to try and get to them to comply uh, with those rules, it takes challenging them, bringing them to the table. Uh, and I think... Uh, um, rolling back now and just hoping uh, that they don't do that, uh, those same kinds of actions to soybeans or pork or other products um, uh, would not be the right way to, uh, to challenge China on some of their current unfair practices. So I'm sure hopeful uh, that uh, we get out of this sooner rather than later, and I'm sure hopeful um, and, and expect 
that we will get back to a situation where we'll be able to trade on an even playing field, and we'll be able to ship not only a lot of soybeans, uh, but a lot of corn as well, pork. Uh, we've struggled for, uh, for decades trying to ship beef over to China. They've been slow on taking it, starting to take some now, um, but but have been restricting that ability for us to ship beef there as well. And well, that any bacon that is left over, I'm I'm more than happy to take. Amen to that. <laughs> and we so, will uh, we'll certainly consume all the bacon here that we can, right? So, Mr. Secretary, I don't pretend to know anything about the, the economics of farming, but it seems to me, as just somebody w- watching this from the outside, that, that the USDA is just really trying to... to put a Band-Aid on a wound that they, they created themselves, and, and it's just compounding bad policy with bad policy. Uh, am I right in that, in that observation or no? You know, I think this it was very important to uh, challenge some folks that were not following the rules on trade. Uh, if we could do that in a painless way where, where no one was, would pay a price, then, then I think we probably wouldn't get anybody's attention and wouldn't have a chance to be able to solve some of these issues. So it's important uh, that we try and solve these issues um, and we get to that place where we can have free and open trade in all commodities uh, and in industrial goods, certainly uh, intellectual property challenges that, uh, that China's had and lots of other unfair practices that need to be able to be addressed. Uh, in the meantime, if uh, part of agriculture especially uh, is getting an undue burden in having to bear the cost of these trade challenges, then we need to be able to step in and help producers in a very short-term basis uh, because the profitability in agriculture has suffered greatly over the last five years. You get in an oversupply situation. That's exactly why some of these trading partners have gone after agriculture in a hope of hurting our agricultural producers in a way that will just back down. Uh, we need to be able to support these producers to be able to get them through this challenging time and get to that place where we can have better trade again. Now, I realize that President Trump just held a press conference less than 30, 45 minutes ago uh, at the White House with uh, the, the trade representative from the European Union, so you may not have even been briefed on this, but the headlines are coming in that that the EU has offered concessions and will be buying, uh, I think President Trump said, a whole lot of, I don't know what that means, but a whole lot of soybeans, uh, as well as energy and making other concessions on tariffs. Is that good news from the, the standpoint of the USDA and for, for farmers here in Northwest Ohio? Uh, it sure sounds like it. I've not been briefed on it. I don't know and wasn't able to see that, but uh, I sure hope that it is, um, and I would love for it to be. You know, the, the uh, European Union has been uh, very slow on the uptake historically on some of these products, and we've had some real trade concerns with uh, the EU, and uh, if this is a chance to be able to get back to a place where we have a more even trading relationship, that would be wonderful. Bill Northey is the Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation in the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture, and I appreciate your time, sir. I'll let you get back to work, and next time we're in D.C., I'll be sure to visit the uh, USDA. I look forward to it. And we'll Thanks, t- Scott. We'll have to talk again in, in football season, too. We'll have some uh, games that we can compare maybe by that time. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.